What's going on, man? Welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to the basement. I'm Ron, and today we're going to go over my week six starts and sits, and then we're going to do a little streaming. A little put your floaties on, boys. We're going to go over my streams at quarterback and tight end that are under 55% owned in ESPN leagues. Now, before we get into that, if you haven't already, make sure you go down below and subscribe, leave a like, and down below in the YouTube comments, if you have any questions about start sits, waiver wire questions, trade questions, make sure you do it down there. I know I put these videos out on Reddit, but 100% the place that I answer the most questions is going to be YouTube. That's almost my priority comments. I always check that first and then I go to Reddit. So if you want me to answer your comments fast or your questions fast, make sure you go down below in the YouTube comments and put them there. Now, before I waste any more of your time or any more of my time, let's get straight into these start sits. Let's go. to go over my starts and studs at the running back position and the first guy I have on this list is James Robinson the undrafted guy at a temple and I like putting him on this list after he gets a dud game because I just want to make sure I know he's James Robinson I know he's a fucking nobody nobody knew about him before the season started but just trust in James Robinson I know he only had 7.5 points last week but you have to remember they got blown out by the Texans and in that game he still had 18 touches so Jay Gruden he's still feeding him the rock and there's still no competition there Chris Thompson is there but Devin Zigbo and Ryquel Armstead are still on the IR. They're still MIA. We don't know where the fuck those guys are. So for right now, as long as it's just James Robinson and Chris Thompson, I'm going to keep riding that horse. And he's at home against Detroit. They're only three-point underdogs, and this is going to be a game that's much more run-friendly because the Detroit Lions are allowing the most fantasy points to opposing running backs. They're just getting ran all. They're just getting a train ran all over them in Detroit. They're going to be at home. It's a great game for James Robinson and another guy that's just going to get picked off waivers and started this week, just like James Robinson was at the beginning of the season. Alexander Madison. This guy is a carbon copy of Dalvin Cook. He's, he's going to go in there and give you exactly Dalvin Cook type production. And if you picked him off off waivers, congratulations. You got an RB1 this week. He had 23 touches last week on only 50% of the snaps. He's going to be in there for at least 75% of the snaps this week. And he's going to get led carries. This is the team that has the fourth most run heaviest offense in the league. Gary Kubiak loves giving that ball to his fucking running back. They're going to work Alexander Madison into the ground. And they're home favorites against Atlanta. And he's going to eat the fuck up, man. After Madison, we have a back that's coming off a down week, just like James Robinson was. It's Antonio Gibson. He's going to be at the New York Giants MetLife Stadium this week. But here's the thing. Last week was a shit game. They played against the Rams, got blown out by 20. And not only that, he was playing with Kyle Allen. And then he was playing with Alex Smith. So two different quarterbacks. He didn't produce. And how could you expect him to? He's out there in, the, in one of the shittiest offenses in the league. He has two different quarterbacks. I'm not even sure if Alex Smith should really be playing football. They're getting blown out by the Rams. Aaron Donald's on that on that D-line. There's no way that they could get any sort of running game going that game. But now he's playing against the Giants, and this is a much more winnable game. It's going to be a closer game. It's not going to be a blowout. They're only three-point underdogs. This is going to be a game where Kyle Allen is playing quarterback for four quarters. And last season, he targeted Christian McCaffrey over 140 times. I think we're going to see something similar with Antonio Gibson. We have Ron Rivera there. And this is something I mentioned in my last video about my buy-low candidates. I think Antonio Gibson is a great buy-low candidate. I think he's going to have an explosive breakout game one of these next couple weeks. And I think it could be this week against the Giants. As I said, it's a much more winnable game. In the last two weeks, he's been averaging five targets per game and 16.5 touches per game. So he's going to get the volume against the soft Giants defense. I think he's a great start this week. Just to give you guys a little cheeky flex start, I wanted to give a little bonus DeAndre Swift at Jacksonville. I think he's a sneaky top 30 option this week coming off a of bye. The Jaguars are allowing the ninth most fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. And DeAndre Swift, he dealt with an injury back in the offseason. He, he had that hip injury. That's why they signed Adrian Peterson. And I think that bye week gives him a little more time to recover from that. And 
we know if he's getting drafted in the early second round that they want to give DeAndre Swift the ball. And he's been quietly really efficient on the touches he's been given. He's ninth in the league in fantasy points per opportunity with 1.49. And I think that they're going to try and give him more work as the season goes on. And in the soft matchup against the Jacksonville defense, I think DeAndre Swift might get more touches than people expect. So I'm telling you, I think he's a good flex play if you're if you're picking between him and some other guys. Now we're on to our sits and busts at running back. And my sit of the week is going to be Melvin Gordon, just because he's a fucking idiot. He got caught with a DUI in Denver. And just, just fucking get an Uber, my guy. It's, it's not that hard. Just get an Uber. You have plenty of money. You don't have to drive drunk. Just an idiot move. And now they're going to give him some kind of punishment. I know Vic Fangio, old white guy on Denver, on the Denver coaching staff, they're not going to be too happy about it. I think that he might get... He might get sat for a quarter, a half, who knows. And then on top of that, Philip Lindsay's been active since before the week five bye. So now he's going to get the bye. And now he's going to be in week six, healthy. And Philip Lindsay, he's not out there getting a DUI. So I think he's going to get a lot more work than people expect. I'd still be hesitant to start Philip Lindsay, but I think this, this is all going to be chipping into Melvin Gordon's workload. And he's going to be at New England, who's giving up the seventh lowest amount of fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. So it's going to be a tough matchup. I know you draft him as your RB2, but if you can shy away from Melvin Gordon, I strongly advise it. And then my next sit is going to be in that same matchup. It's going to be Damian Harris. The Broncos are allowing the least fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. And on top of that, Cam Newton's going to be active for this game. I know he just had the corona, but he's going to come back and probably have 10 to 15 rushing attempts. And that's going to take away from Damian Harris's rushing attempts. I know he just got 100 yards, but when you have that Sony Michelle role and you also have Cam Newton in there, it's going to be tough to just keep on feeding carries to Damian Harris. There's only so many rushing attempts to go around. So in this matchup with Cam Newton back, I don't like Damian Harris at all. As a, as a flex play, if you have two or three flexes, maybe I would think about it, but I would stay away from Damian Harris this week. After the running backs, I have my starts and studs at wide receivers. And first up, we have a duo, which is the Rams wide receivers, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods in San Francisco. And I think that this is quietly one of the best defenses to attack in the passing game. The 49ers are what I want to call a pass funnel defense because they have a great run defense and a poor pass defense. Right now with Richard Sherman out, Witherspoon out. I know Bosa's out on the D-line, but that D-line is still very good. That front seven is still very good. And you have to remember that this is a team that just got scorched by the fucking Dolphins last week. Fitzpatrick threw for over 303 touchdowns on them. Matt Breda and Miles Gaskin were showing to get over 3.6 yards per carry on them. And according to Pro Football Focus, they're the sixth best run defense and they're only the 23rd best pass defense. So this is a team that's going to stuff up the holes in the middle. Pause if needed. I think Darrell Henderson, those guys are going to struggle this week, and we're going to see a lot of Cooper Cup and Robert Woods in the passing game. I think that they're going to get torched. And as we move on, another secondary that's been getting torched is Detroit, and I love DJ Chark and LaVisca Chanel. Originally, it was just supposed to be DJ Chark, but he's been dealing with an injury. I'm recording this on Thursday night, and he still hasn't practiced in full. He hasn't even practiced in limited fashion yet. The guy hasn't even like done a couple of jogs up and down the sideline. So I'm going to put these guys both on there. I think even if DJ Chark plays LaVisca Chanel, it's still a great flex play. And this is because the Lions are giving up the 8th most points to opposing wide receivers. And the Jaguars are running the 5th most pass plays per game with 42.6. So there's going to be plenty of opportunity to go around. And this defense isn't anything special in the secondary. I'm not too sold on Jeff Okuda yet. And I'm, I can't even name another corner on that defense because Darius Slay left. There's really not much going on in that secondary. I think this is going to be a low-key shootout, the Jaguars versus Lions. And I like the pieces in this game. Now, my last start sit... This week and week six is going to be Juju Smith-Schuster versus the Browns. And I know he had a quiet week last year. I know it was all Chase Claypool, but I think it's going to get reversed this week. I love Chase Claypool, but I think it's going to be Juju Smith-Schuster making the TikToks this week. Look for a massive rebound. I think this Browns defense really funnels look to the inside of the field. They are giving up the third most points to opposing wide receivers, but Denzel Ward has been a top three 
cornerback for player profiler, and he's been allowing under 12 points per game to opposing wide receivers that he's been shadowing for the game. So Denzel Ward, I think he's going to shut down Chase Claypool or Deontay Johnson if he suits up. Whoever's on the outsides, they're going to have tough times, but Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be the main beneficiary in that offense. He's going to be in the slot. He's had the fifth most slot snaps this year, and I think he's going to be the one that benefits from that third most points per game to opposing wide receivers that the Browns have been giving up. As we go on to the sits and busts for wide receivers, DJ Moore is a guy who can't really sit, but he he's busty this week, man. He's playing against the Bears, who are allowing the second-least fancy points to opposing wide receivers. They have Jalen Johnson and Kyle Fuller on the outside, who are quietly in player profilers' top 15 cornerbacks for the season. So he's going to have a tough time on the outside, and I know a lot of you guys think DJ Moore is a slot receiver. I, I even thought so myself. I thought he kind of, you know, he has that, like, slot role kind of profile to him. He only lines up in the slot 11% of the time. So he's going to be playing these solid corners on the outside for 90% or more of the game. And this is one of the lower over-unders of the week. It's a game against Chicago. Chicago's not allowing a lot of points to opposing wide receivers, and they're not allowing a lot of touchdowns in general. So this is a game that I'm staying away from. And obviously, DJ Moore, you probably draft him as your, as your wide receiver too, so it's hard to shy away from him, but if you can, I would. And as we move on, somebody that you picked up as a flex probably at some point in the season is going to be T. Higgins. He's going to play at Indianapolis, and I think this is a trap game. People are going to think, oh, because A.J. Green is out, T. Higgins is going to step, step up and be a wide receiver one. But we have to understand that this Indianapolis Colts secondary is no joke. Xavier Rhodes, I was honestly sipping on him at the beginning of the season. He was washed in Minnesota, and I've seen him on these player profiler rankings. as like a top five corner. I'm like, Nah, that's, that's, there's just no way that Xavier Rhodes, the guy I saw last year, is balling out this year. But I watched that Browns game last week. He, he shut down OBJ. OBJ only had five catches for 58 yards last week, and he pretty much shut him down after that big week against the Dallas Cowboys. Xavier Rhodes, he's only allowing 6.2 fancy points to opposing wide receivers, and T. Higgins is going to be that main guy, wide receiver one on the outside, that's going to be matched up against Xavier Rhodes for most of this game. So I think that he's going to struggle a little bit here, and I really wouldn't want to flex him unless he's my, my second or third flex in a deeper league. Boys, now it's time for my favorite part of the video. Everyone put their fucking floaties on. Everyone put their goggles on. Plug your nose. We're diving in the deep end. It's going to be living the stream. And these are guys that are under 55% owned in ESPN leagues. And I know a lot of you guys are streaming quarterbacks and tight ends, so I love this segment. Because in my opinion, any winning team, any dominant team is streaming their quarterbacks and tight ends and winning at the running back and wide receiver position. So first up on this list, we have Kirk Cousins at home against Atlanta. And there's not much more I can say besides that he's at home. And the Falcons are allowing the most fancy points to opposing quarterbacks with 30.5. Kirk Cousins, he's been up and down this season. But if you are if you need to stream a quarterback, it's a good matchup. He has weapons on the outside. And all he has to do is just not fuck up. And I, I'm semi-confident. I think he's like a top 12 play this week. Kirk Cousins, fire him up as a QB1. Now, another guy I like is Jared Goff at San Francisco. And as I said before, that 49ers defense is a pass-funnel defense. He's going to get plenty of looks in the passing game. He's going to get Robert Woods, Cooper Cup in open spaces. And I think this is going to be a game where he has 250 yards and two touchdowns. We just saw Ryan Fitzpatrick light them up. And I don't, I'm not saying that he's going to light them up. I know the 49ers defense isn't, isn't to be disrespected like that, but I think that he's going to have a fine game, a startable game, a top 15 game for me. Now, if those guys aren't available in your league, my deeper streams for this week are going to be Andy Dalton, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Ryan Tannehill. Moving on to the tight ends. The first tight end, he's going to be my second straight tight end stream of the week. It's going to be Eric Ebron. At home against Cleveland. I know last week he kind of disappointed. I think he had like four catches for around 40 yards. He didn't do anything crazy, but at the end of the day, that's kind of startable as a tight end in 12-man leagues right now. And I think that this week, as I said, they're playing against Cleveland and they're funneling the fancy points to the middle of the field. I think that Claypool's gonna have some problems. I think Deontay Johnson or James Washington are gonna have problems on the outside. We're gonna see Juju and Ebron eat up this game. Cleveland's allowing 11 points per game to opposing tight ends, which is the eighth most in the league. So Eric Ebron is a top eight, top 10 option for me this week. And now, as we go a little bit deeper, we got to go Jordan Atkins as my second stream of the week. Now, 
Jordan Atkins, you probably don't even know what team he's on. He's on the Texans. He's playing at Tennessee. And it's tough because the tight end streams are, we're getting a little desperate here. People are picking up the tight end streams off waivers. Don Schultz isn't really available in places. You got Johnu Smith's already picked up. You, everybody that were easy streams beginning of the season are now picked up and rostered. I hope some of you guys have them, but if you're in a pinch at tight end, Jordan Atkins is a good stream because he's getting a 70% snapshot before he got hurt. He's coming back now, and now Bill O'Brien's gone. So all these guys are getting a big upgrade. And as we saw, Brandon Cooks just fucking went off last Sunday after being MIA for the beginning of the season. So these Texans all get a slight upgrade with Bill O'Brien being gone. Uh, fucking Romeo Cornell has been doing his thing. And I think against Tennessee tight ends, it's not a crazy matchup, but they're allowing the 11th most points to opposing tight ends. So it's a, it's a tight end friendly matchup. And then if you have to go even deeper than that, which I feel bad for you, son, if you do, but Irv Smith, Logan Thomas, and Gerald Everett are my deeper tight ends. But I really hope that you can get one of these two or somebody else. If you just sat through me and go over the starts and sits for week six for 10 to 15 minutes, you're obligated to go down below and subscribe. And as I said before, make sure you go down below and comment on YouTube if you have any questions because I always check YouTube comments first. I know I post these on Reddit, but I'm telling you the YouTube comments will always get answered. And if you can't get me on there and it's urgent, you can always get me on Twitter at Ron Stewart underscore. And as always, I'll see you in the next one. Thirsty, thirsty, trying to choose. I mean, I know I'm pretty cool. My nitty bag, my kitty boots. I got the juice.